If you need a laugh, here on your behalf It's bad mates, are we fighting crime? Or just wasting time? It's bad mates, lunch, boom, crash, kapow Stream it, download, holy cow You can stop listening now to bad mates Because we're bad mates Hello and welcome to Batmates. Oh, 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 let's go fly a kite. Joshua? Up to the highest height. Hey. Let's go fly a kite and send it soaring. Joshua. Up through the atmosphere. Jo- Joshua, stop. Up Joshua, stop. We don't have the copyright. What? We don't have the copyright. Oh. You can't sing that. Okay. Now Dizzy's going to sue us. Hello and welcome to Batmates, the world's number one kite man podcast. My name is Becca, and uh, are, Josh, are you uh, are you sober enough to do the podcast this week? I don't need to be sober. We're doing Kite Man this week. <laughs> we are doing Kite Man this week. He's a silly villain who's only ever been silly, and he has no tragic backstory whatsoever. Yeah, no, not at all. We're not going to get uh, gut-punched by a... Uh, a random tragic backstory for really no reason in 2016. But uh, let's just get into it. We got a little Batman news. Um, a little Batman news. Very exciting. Um, and then uh, we're going to go into our discussion of Kite Man, who is a not very well-known villain, or at least he wasn't before, I guess probably like 2016 is when he had his... Recent re- history. Renaissance. <laughs> Renaissance du Kite. Uh, and then we will uh, read his first appearance, which was in Batman 133 in 1960. Uh, Batman is a Silver Age podcast where we read Silver Age comics and go over villains and read some news sometimes. And also we're engaged. Yeah. That's that's part of the gimmick. The part of the gimmick is that we're a couple. We're mates and uh, bat, like Batman. Um, so uh, the Batman news this week uh, is regarding a television show coming soon. No, nothing's really been announced in terms of dates, but it's called Bat Wheels, and it's a show for preschoolers <laughs> that's going to premiere on both Cartoon Network and HBO Max. And uh, it's a really cute show that is going to be focusing on the Bat family vehicles as opposed to the people who occupy them. So the main characters of the show are Bam, who is the Batmobile, BB, who is uh, Batgirl's cycle, her motorcycle, uh, Red, which is the Red Bird, which is actually Tim's, like, it's a sport coupe called the Red Bird. Um, Chicks dig the car. Chicks dig the car. That's Dick, isn't it? In the Batman and Robin movie, do they ever say? Uh, I don't know. I think the I think it is Dick. Okay, but this is Tim's car. Okay, this is Red Robin. It's it's pronounced coupe. <laughs> it's got an accent agoo. Why wouldn't <laughs> okay. it be coupe? Great. <laughs> I was gonna ask you when we were prepping for the show, but then I was like, no, nah, I I know how things are pronounced. <laughs> Great. Um, and uh, I there, I read a little thing about uh, it was a car that he had, and then he sold it to Alfred when he went to boarding school, and then he came back uh, to be Red Robin, and he got his car back. So it's got a little backstory. Uh, and then we've also got Jet, who's the Batwing, and Buff, who is the Bat Truck. Uh, and they basically said the reason behind this the reason behind this show is because kids love cool vehicles and they wanted to show the bat family in this new way that kids would really connect to. Um, and again, this is a show for preschoolers, but it is like a superhero show. So do we think that there's going to be like villain vehicles in it? We are like a villain focused podcast, so do we think that there's going to be I mean, I wrote down a couple ideas. Okay. Uh, Joker mobile, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kitty car, which we saw in the last episode, could make an appearance. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm thinking like a Christmas episode, we could see some kind of like Mr. Freeze bobsled getting in some action there. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, and to dovetail directly into our focus of, the, of this episode, mm-hmm. maybe some kites? <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, Ra's al Ghul has like a biplane. Does he? Yeah, I think. Or is it Batman flies a biplane? biplane to see him in the animated series i have no idea <laughs> i tried really hard to think of any other vehicles associated with 
villains and I couldn't. Really? Yeah. Uh, Penguin doesn't have any penguin themed thing? I mean, they all just kind of have like limos or like cars that are colored the same color scheme as they are. I know in the Arkham games, Penguin has like a, a fish packing company that he used to uses to smuggle arms. They're mm-hmm. just like regular uh, box trucks, like refrigerated box trucks, but he puts guns in them. Hmm. Do we think this is going to have the same logic as like the Cars movies where like they... They there live, are no like, humans? There are no humans. They live in little cars, towns. Uh, or are they going to be like, oh, man, the like he'll, the Batmobile, like, drop off Batman and be like, now that I dropped off the boss, let me go have some fun with my friends. <laughs> I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt that they would actually have humans because they're going to have a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. So how does a motorcycle move without a human on top of it? Like, yeah. it needs to balance itself? Are there motorcycles in the Cars universe? I don't know. Mm. There might be in, like, the Planes Extended Universe that was, like, not Disney Pixar. Okay. It was, like, Disney Animation. Sure. (laughs) But I don't think they're... They're not... I know... Oh, I can't... You know what? They might be in Cars 3, and I just don't remember. Okay. But I I don't... I'm pretty sure that they're not in Cars 1 and 3. Okay. <laughs> We're getting pretty deeply into the Disney animation lore of the Cars universe, so yeah. I guess we'll 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 stop the speculation for now and just look forward for to this uh, little cute show for preschoolers that we probably won't watch, but maybe we'll see one episode, one or two. Uh so you got some uh, some info on on the K-Man for me? Yes, Kite Man. So his name is Charles Chuck Brown, mm-hmm. uh, which you might know, is shared by another famous um, kite-loving? Not really. No. No. Charlie Brown has a very... Tumultuous l- relationship with very kites. Very complicated relationship <laughs> with kites. Um, they disappoint him. Charlie Brown from the Peanuts, obviously. It's a reference. Uh, was was only added in re- more recent comics, Uh he was not named in the comic that we're going to go over uh, at, at the middle end of this episode, mm-hmm. 133. He's just referred to as Kite Man. Uh, he, his abilities, as listed by Wikipedia, include uh, uses a variety of gimmicked kites and excellent hang glider. Hmm. <laughs> and that's it. That's all he's got. That's all he's got. That's all he needs, honestly, for what he does. <laughs> It's pretty simple. Pretty simple. Says it right on the tin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, his origin story is different depending on which canon you go with. Uh, in like the mainline Batman comics before New 52, he wasn't given a backstory. In the Batman, the Brave and the Bold, uh, the cartoon, he's given the backstory of he loved Benjamin Franklin and he tried to recreate the key and kite uh, experiment while wearing metal braces and standing in a pail of water and the resulting shock traumatized him uh, psychologically so he can only carry out kite-based crimes. (laughs) Which is very silly. And in the Harley Quinn television show, Ivy posits that he bought a hang glider once and decided to become a supervillain. <laughs> that, honestly, I feel is probably the most plausible, especially with how... Of all of them. Of all yeah. of them. I mean, you got the giant kites. Why not use them to commit mayhem and murder, honestly? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, uh, let's see, his, his catchphrase is Kite Man Hell Yeah, which is not a very uh, imaginative catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and a couple other little facts about him. He was in the Lego Batman movie and the Lego DC supervillains game. And James Gunn almost used him for the Suicide Squad 2 movie coming out. Hmm. He didn't make the cut into that? No, he didn't make the cut into that. That movie has, like, Z-lister. I know. It's got, like, Polka Dot Man, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I think James Gunn said something like, Kite Man has already been used as a butt of the joke, so I didn't want to use him again. Mm. Um, Well, then don't. Make him a hero, James. Don't be a coward. (laughs) Make him him the deadliest one on the squad. My my complaint about this is that while researching this, I learned that the Suicide Squad 2 movie is called The Suicide Squad. Mm. The first movie was called Suicide Squad. The second movie is called 
the Suicide Squad. Like the Batman, the movie. Now we'll have Which is a sequel to Batman 1989, right? I have <laughs> n- no. None of the Batman movies are in the same continuity as each other. <laughs> not even not even the ones that you think are. Really? None of them are. Oh. That's my that's my new theory. None of the Batman movies are connected in any way. That's why Dark Knight Rises makes no freaking sense. Yeah. It doesn't. Uh, he was also in this he had a, a different origin story in Jokes and Riddles but I don't think that's important so we can probably just skip over that yeah no let me hit you with some uh, massive tragedy out of nowhere uh, so huh? yeah, what? yeah I got some some massive tragedy to lay on you the, about what about Kite Man what about him well he's a silly villain oh he's a silly villain but he does have a heart and he has a family or at least he did during Rebirth, there was a storyline called the War of Jokes and Riddles, which was kind of like a it was like a backstory arc, if that makes sense. Uh, it it was, was it all, a flashback. The whole thing was a flashback. Yes, it was all told in flashback. Batman was proposing to Catwoman, and he was like, "Before you answer, I'd tell you this story." Um, and so he tells her all about his participation in the War of Jokes and Riddles, which was uh, an event that happened in his second year of being Batman, this huge crime war between the Joker and the Riddler. And it wasn't just the Joker and the Riddler. Each of them got, like, super villains on their side to fight and hurt and kill each other. Uh, So the War of Jokes and Riddles gives Kite Man a backstory that he never had before. Um, He is uh, seen as this sort of like mechanical genius. He initially designed the Joker mobile uh, and Batman hunts him down and convinces him to join Joker's side in the War of Jokes and Riddles as a mole so he can kind of infiltrate, get information for him and kind of work on his side. Um, Batman also joins the Riddler's side mostly because he sees him as sort of the lesser of two evils and he convinced Riddler that if he joins his side then they'll stop like killing each other outright. Uh, but Riddler was very upset that Kite Man joined Joker's side, so, uh, to get back at him, he poisoned his son's kite string, so when he went out to fly his favorite kite, he died. So, got some, some dead children going on in there, that's, that's fun. And this is before he takes on the kite gimmick. That's fun and zany, yes. So, because the Riddler poisoned his son's kite strings, he becomes Kite Man, fashions himself a suit, and all kinds of different zany kites. This is like in memoriam of his son? Yes. Uh, he fights on Joker's side as Kite Man, and he ends up allying with Batman to end the war. Um, it really plays up, like, the laughableness of Kite Man and, like, how much he really is a punchline in everything he's ever been in. Uh, because it actually does work to his advantage in the storyline. Uh, he's the one who Batman and Riddler, like zone in on as the person who would give up Joker's location because he's weak and he's cowardly. Or is he? Uh, So using the Kite Man as their mole, you know, even though Riddler killed his son and all this, uh, he still decides to help out Batman and Riddler, gives up Joker's location, and uh, fashions a bunch of kites for Batman's whole side to, you know, dive into the windows, attack the Joker, and the war. But since he's a mechanical genius, not only are they kites that can fly in, they're actually reverse jet-propelled parachutes, uh, which pull them all back back out the windows after they've attacked the Joker and captured him. All these supervillains, you've got like, I think Ivy was in there, Croc, a bunch of them. Uh, They get pulled up into the Bat Blimp to get arrested by Alfred. Uh, (laughs) So he's actually brilliant, Wait, Alfred out of, like in plain clothes Alfred? He's not shown on the panel. Oh, okay. Yes. He's he's in the Bat Blimp. And he's gonna, Batman says something like, by the time they get to that altitude, they'll all be passed out. So. Oh, so Alfred is wearing like yes. a, a an air mask so nobody will know that he's part of it and give away Batman's yeah. secret identity. But they'll all be passed out at that point, so whatever. Got it, got it, got um, it. And this is also to get back at Riddler, you know, you kill my son, I take out your evil plans, we're even, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, very, very dark backstory for Kite Man a in Rebirth. A dead son. 
a dead son. Really sad. Um, he's most also known recently as one of the main characters in the Harley Quinn uh, DC show, which we watched a couple of episodes of in preparation <laughs> for this podcast. Yeah, um, we thought it might be good to get some research on it. So we watched uh, the first episode and then we one skipped of the, around a lot. One of the later episodes and then the one where uh, Ivy and him sort of like get together as boyfriend girlfriend. And then we went back to the beginning and started watching it through. Mm -hmm. But we're only on like the fourth or fifth episode. Yeah. Um, I have some thoughts. About the Harley Quinn show. Yeah. I mean, I'll start with my thoughts on Kite Man. Um, <laughs> here's all I wrote about Kite Man. Kite Man is cute. He is a bro. That was from four episodes well, where he was pretty yeah. heavily featured in a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have a, a huge personality in the show. At least on the episodes we watched. Uh, one of my coworkers likes that show, and uh, she was telling me that he actually has like a really interesting arc towards the end of the show. I don't really want to spoil it, but he does gain some agency in his own life and his own choices towards the end there. <laughs> right there at the end of season two. Um, but yeah, uh, let us know what you think of the Harley Quinn show, because I'm on the fence. I just felt it was a lot more childish than Batman the Animated Series, or even like Young Justice, which are shows that are for kids. Supposed to be for kids, yeah. but they have a much more mature storytelling way about things. Mm -hmm. um, I, my thoughts on it were, was that it moved a little too quickly, uh, it, and it's, it's sort of toilet humor, it's uh, expletive, and... Uh, really crass humor undercut the types of stories it was trying to tell. Yeah. It's trying to tell these nuanced stories about relationships. Sexuality and fluidity. And, and uh, I mean, really like discovering oneself, carving out your own place in the world, mm -hmm. all these different things. Uh, and, and it, you know, there's episodes with poop, poop jokes that take up a significant portion. A musical number. Yeah. Uh, un needless gore. Uh, people, like almost every single fight scene, there's a guy who gets like a bone knocked out of his arm or leg, mm -hmm. um, which like I just don't find necessary. I don't think it makes it any more realistic. It's just sort of a shock value. Does it make it more funny? No. I, when people get hurt? N no. It not in like, it's not even in like a Looney Tunes people get hurt kind of way. Yeah. Because it's, it's, you know, you like hear bone snap and stuff. It's not, it's not funny. Yeah. It's a little cringy. But uh, we'll, we'll probably keep watching it, honestly, just out of lack of... Uh, You're more sold on it than I DC am. DC content. I would stop watching if it were left up to me. Yeah? yeah? Are you willing to go on the record here on the podcast and say it's okay for me to keep watching it when you're not around? Uh, no, because I do want to know what's happening okay. if I do walk in on you watching it. <laughs> okay. All right, I won't watch it when you're not around then. That's I want to follow the story, but I, I'm, I'm not going to enjoy it. Okay, good. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, so yeah, that's the Harley Quinn digression. Uh, watch it if you want. It's on DC... Universe. Universe. You ask me every single episode it's what it's called. It's a very hard... It's not a good title. Is it not? Yeah. Is it getting discontinued soon? Yes, it's getting oh. discontinued soon. It's gonna move. Everything's going to move to HBO Max. Ugh, okay. That's why that um, Batman show that you were talking about the the preschooler one is also moving to hbo max mm. is because dc is moving all of their content from dc universe to hbo max yeah they're also making a green lantern show but i didn't read anything about that besides the headlines so i have nothing more to say about well it. we're not a green lantern podcast we're not a green lantern podcast this week <laughs> um <laughs> should we uh hop right into the comic yeah, we can go. Uh, Batman 133, mm -hmm. again, first uh, first appearance of Kite Man, period, uh, happened in the Silver Age. This is when they were still looking for gimmicky villains, mm -hmm. silly stuff. And interestingly, this is his first and last appearance in the Silver Age. He doesn't show up in the comics again until the like mid-80s. I think it was 1979. Okay. It was like 20 years. Okay, yeah. 19 or 20 years before he appears again. So he drops off the pages of history and then comes back in like the next comic book age. Yeah, it's almost like uh, like Bill Finger, who was the writer of this comic. He like wrote it down and he was like, well, that was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> not not going to do that guy for a while. Yeah, and he's he's also a shorter portion of this comic because the cover story is about Batmite. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's, I think there's three stories in this comic. Oh, really? Yeah. They're all shorter ones? Yeah, it's Kite Man, Batmite, and the Voyage of the SS Batman. Oh, okay. So Kite Man is so inconsequential, he gets a third of a comic book yeah, yeah, <laughs> dedicated yeah. to him and his folly. Whereas most of them had been like either a one-part story and a two-part story or like a three-part story mm-hmm. that we've read so far. There just weren't that many ways that, that a, a giant kite could foil Batman, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, so this is Batman 133. It was uh, edited by Jack Schiff, and the cover artists were our good friends Sheldon Muldoff and Irish Schnapp. Like I said, the writer was uh, famed Batman co-creator Bill Finger. Dick Sprang was the penciler. Charles Paris was the inker. Stan Starkman is the letterer. And the editors were Murray Boltonoff and George Cashdan. So this comic opens up with what is quickly becoming my least favorite recurring Batman trope. Is um, Batman attends a party? No. Oh. It's rich person shows up with an easily stealable item in broad daylight. And then, uh, well, I guess I should say, we sort of switched up this week. I'm doing the recap, uh, sort of play-by-play, and Becca's got her, her notes of things to this. I've got questions. <laughs> uh, we open on a party being held on a rooftop by an Indian Raja. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is in the middle of the day, and Batman and Robin are showing up in full costume. Mm-hmm. They're not going to this wealthy party as Bruce Wayne and his ward Dick Grayson. Yeah. They're going as Batman and Robin. This is community outreach <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> is this how he gets all of his friends who will eventually get sent penguins? Because <laughs> Bruce Wayne is a socialite, but so is Batman. <laughs> it's true. It really is. It's true. That Batman has a huge social network in the 60s. It's, it's so strange. <laughs> Um, this, this party, there's a box kite overhead. I love that it mentions that, um, no one notices it. (laughs) How often do you see somebody flying a box kite in the middle of a major metropolitan area? (laughs) And this thing is huge too. It's like 10 or 20 feet in, in length. Mm -hmm. They're also at the, at the rooftop garden of a, a penthouse. So this is at least like 25 stories up. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big kite. That's a tall kite. It's a tall kite? Nah, kites can go up that high. Kites usually go up that high. Uh, no. Okay, sure. <laughs> I don't know enough about kites to dispute that. <laughs> okay, this this uh, box kite overhead drops tear gl- gas on the party, and then uh, we are introduced to Kite Man, who uses a kite filled with compressed air to rocket up and steal the Raja's ruby off of his turban. I have, I have questions. Okay. Uh, he needs compressed air and jets to fly. No, the jets use the compressed air to fly. Okay. It's full. It's the kite. So it's a kite, but it's really a jetpack. It's okay. a it's a jet. It's a kite shaped jetpack. Yes. That is full of compressed air mm-hmm. that rockets him up to the top of the building. Okay. Then why is he not Rocket Man or Jetpack Man? Because this isn't his only kite. Okay. This is just the first kite. This is the first kite of many. Honestly, for making a first impression, it's a confusing message. Like, Riddler shows up and he's like, boom, what's black, white, and red all over? You know, Penguin shows up and he's like, boom, here's a bunch of birds. I'm going to leave on a bird. You have Ivy shows up. She's like, boom, plants surrounding this building. What are you going to do? Who am I? Poison Ivy. Kite Man's like, oh, let me just, I got a jetpack and uh, lots of wings. Well, his uh, costume has a kite on it. Oh, yeah. Lest we be confused about that. Yeah. All right. He has a kite emblem on both his chest and his uh Football helmet Mm -hmm. (laughs) that he's wearing? Yes. Oh, he also does yell his name when he rockets up there. He says, now everyone will get his first look at the Kite Man. Yeah. Well, he has to announce himself. Yeah. Striking the fear into hearts of millions. Exactly. Just like every single villain in Gotham City, he needs to be known and seen. (laughs) (laughs) That was the thing we were talking about with the, the Harley Quinn show, was her whole arc in that show is she can't just like be her own person she needs to be like a famous villain yeah because everyone needs to be known uh 
social commentary. Which right? which Ivy points out to her, rightfully so, in like yeah. the second or third episode. Honestly, that's the only reason I'm I still want to watch the show is I like Ivy so much. Yeah, she's a very well written character. Uh, so yes, he steals the jewel off the Raja's head again. My least favorite trope in these in these comics why he and he even yells oh my priceless ruby i don't mean to victim blame but why did you wear your priceless ruby on a on a very easily stealable accessory like it's right on his head it's right in front of his face if anybody went to steal it they would have to be directly in front of him were they not on a kite (laughs) or you could just punch him out punch him in the face where are you going to go? You're on the 25th story. You put on a kite and you fly down. <laughs> it's easy. It's very easy. Okay. So his priceless ruby gets stolen and yes. he deserves it. Batman and Robin arrive just in time to see this. No, he's they're already there. They're Well, they arrive oh. just at the top of the elevator. Like the doors of the elevator open. Right. They see the ruby get stolen. They didn't even get to enjoy the party. No. Dick said he was hungry. He is not going to get lunch. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Robin runs over and lassos the kite man, uh, but falls because he cannot hold on to the rope that he used to lasso kite man long enough. I'm sorry, Joshua. It's not a rope. It's a bat rope. Oh, it's a bat rope. Yes. Okay. And I was curious what the distinction is (laughs) because they very clearly, he very clearly says, uh, Robin whips out his bat rope. I mean, it's just everything they have has to have bat preceding it. I, I see. Batarangs, Batmobile. Bat shark repellent. Bat whirly birds or whatever they were called. All right. I'll allow it. So then Dick Grayson lands in a water tower. Mm-hmm. He does a perfect dive into the water tower, twisting his body in midair. Yes. And it's a water tower that he lands in because he happened to just spot it as he was falling. Yeah, and he it's also open, mm-hmm. so he can land in it like it's a pool. Yeah. Which is, I don't think that's good for water towers. Yeah. Well, it's a water tank. Is it, it looks like maybe it's part of like a farm. For a building, maybe? I don't, oh yeah, they are still, they are still in the, in the middle of Gotham. Yeah. That's. That's weird. He should be dead. Was that a thing in the 60s? Open water towers that children could just fall into? <laughs> don't think so. Okay. Uh, so then we do a time skip. It says days later, uh, Batman and Robin are looking over the crimes that Kite Man has committed. His crime kites make headline news. <laughs> Great. Uh, and they, they also say, Batman says that there is a kite skiing competition that Batman has asked to judge... Mm-hmm. This is my question. Uh, like Batman, just Batman has asked to judge a kite, a kite skiing competition, and they were like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, you know his credentials are uh, he's Batman, and uh, <laughs> let him do it. Not Bruce Wayne, billionaire, no. should have a public appearance no. and judge a kite com- a kite skiing competition. He's busy. He's got a business to run. But Batman's free during the day. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that Batman is free during the day and it is available to judge sporting events. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good that he's there because they keep the big prize money in the judge's stand. And again, <laughs> just keep it in a safe. Just put it in the bank. I don't know why nobody... <laughs> write has... a check. Write a check. Well, he could steal a check. Well, it's not made out... It wouldn't be made out to him. Mm, he could He could put on a kite disguise... And cash it? <laughs> I'm fully admitting I don't know how checks work. Anyway. How do you not know how checks work? I have a vague notion of how checks work. I feel like the safest thing to do, however, would be to just put the money in a safe. Or write a check. Okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> write a check. I mean, it's still... The money itself is going to be in a safe, and you won't be able to get it until you cash in the check. Mm-hmm. Here's my other question. Okay. Why? Is it about checks? No, it's about kites. Okay. Why? Do, I have several questions about kites. Um, why does he even need the kite gimmick? Like, it's you think not, he's a, a competent criminal in his own right? Yeah. Couldn't he just honestly? Could he? He could just use jetpacks. He could just use jet propulsion. I mean, they don't give him the whole like mechanical genius backstory until. 2016 Mm -hmm. why why kites 
So Kite Man, one question. Why why kites? This is a comic book for children. Mm-hmm. Kids love kites. Kids love kites. Kids love vehicles of all kinds, <laughs> as we do know. Yes. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> sure. Uh, do, 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 do. So meanwhile, while Batman is judging this kite competition, kite skiing competition, Kite Man flies a giant single prop kite shaped plane to break out criminal Big Bill Collins from the prison yard. And he, it has a kite, it has like a kite balcony that he's steering on, which is very weird to see. But I guess you would need that in order to control it. Here's my other question. You, can you actually steer a kite? Isn't it at the mercy of the wind? He must be able to steer this kite. It has a giant fan on the back of it. Yes. Yeah, like I said, it's a single propeller plane. It's like one of those little one of those little things that people fly. Mm-hmm. What are they called? Cessnas? I don't know. Okay. It can't be very aerodynamic. <laughs> no, because he's, yeah, you're right, because he's sitting on it. The, for the listeners, the kite is not flat like a kite would be in the sky, or even at like a 45 degree angle. It's at almost a 90 degree angle, mm-hmm. like standing up. And that's how it has to be, because he's sitting on it. So if it were at a regular, like, kite angle, kite angle he would, he would die. <laughs> he would fall off. Yeah, and if it goes backwards, he's going to fall into that propeller blade, and... Make it rain all over the oh no yard oh no horrible. But anyway, so he uh, he he breaks out Big Bill Collins, which he was paid to do, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman sees this from his speedboat, and or no, he he sees this and borrows the speedboat and a ski kite mm-hmm. to fly up to Kite Man because we all know it takes a kite to catch a kite. Yes, everybody knows that. Uh, Robin is driving the speedboat and Batman is flying the kite, mm-hmm. which is important because later, because the, uh, they're going to be separated. Mm. Um, a brawl ensues because Batman flies up to the to the kite-shaped plane on skis. Yeah, he literally he if there were sharks in that water, he jumped the shark <laughs> on water skis. Yes, he did it. He did it. Uh, a, a brawl ensues. And Kite Man distracts Batman by hitting him with a kite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just, like, straight up throws a kite at Batman. I know. It's so sad. He gets easily taken down by just two men. <laughs> it's the saddest thing I've ever seen. Uh, and then they, uh, Big Bill Collins knocks him out with the butt of his gun. Yeah, he gets pistol whipped. <laughs> Poor Batman. Batman gets a kite thrown at him and then pistol whipped. Oh my god. He's having a bad day. <laughs> uh, Kite Man takes Batman to his secret lair, which is confusing to me because it looks like a big castle on a big rock in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, you know, coastal cliffs of Gotham. Everyone knows that. Which ha- which has a secret building on it? Yeah. It's very clearly visible from the ocean. Mm-hmm. How is it secret? Uh, he, he, he bought it in someone else's name. So. <laughs> or is it abandoned? And, and people think that it's abandoned, but really it's a lair. It's in disrepair, definitely. Okay. So that explains that. Yeah. Uh, he plans... So so he, he lays out his plan, because his associates, uh, Big Bill Collins, is like, why don't we just kill him? Uh, why, did we, why did we have to take him back to your secret lair? And he goes, well, my plan is to attach Batman to a kite so mobsters can shoot at him like a clay pigeon. So he is going to kill him, just like not right this second. No, he has to string him up to a kite first Mm -hmm. so other people can come and shoot at him. Yeah, because as we all know, you got to have a gimmick. You have to have a gimmick. If you want to make it in Gotham, (laughs) you got to get a gimmick. Um, Can I I talk about this next panel? Uh, Well, let me let me let me lead into this. So he's left without his utility belt. He wakes up. He doesn't have his utility belt or any way to contact Robin because he has a radio and his utility belt. So then he fashions a bat-shaped kite out of old wallpaper and string from his wool sock. Yes. 
he becomes the world's greatest MacGyver. <laughs> and I just... the It's just the idea that he's got nothing in his brain right now but kites. And he's like, the only way I can signal Robin is with a kite. There's no other way I can get in touch with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just... I mean, it's lucky for him that it's windy out there, I suppose. It's it's a seaside. It's always windy. It's lucky for him that he's able to peel off the wallpaper in the perfect shape of a bat and then f- fold it. Well, he folds it into a bat shape. Okay. But, like, even the bottoms of it have, like, the little bat, like, like wings. The bottom of the wings. Yeah. yeah. And are you telling me this billionaire has ratty socks that he can just easily unravel? <laughs> Into a kite string. He's wearing woolen socks under his like under his bat- boots. Under his yeah, in oh his my boots. God. That must be very warm. Oh my god! Imagine how bad his feet smell. Really, really oh. bad. Oh my god! <laughs> Billionaire playboy, my butt. Uh, so yeah, Batman. Batman signals to Robin with his bat-shaped kite, and the mobsters show up. But Batman and Robin surprise them with a light bulb. And net spitting kite. Mm-hmm. So they flash this light bulb kite. They they send a kite out mm-hmm. that has a big light bulb on it mm-hmm. that, stun, are, that stuns them. And these are kite man's kites. Yes, they've Using stolen his, kite man's kites. Uses kites against them. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just cruel. Turn it around on them. Would you ever use an umbrella against penguin? How rude! <laughs> How rude! Very rude. Oh, I got my answer about his uh, various. Uh, umbrellas when we were watching the Harley Quinn show. I like that he had that umbrella that you could just like kind of turn the dial and turn it from like gas to bullets. Oh yeah. So he doesn't at least in that show have sadly a closet full of umbrellas. Of oh, different has, umbrellas. He just has the one and it's got like different settings. Mm. Which made me sad. But back to Kite Man. Yes. Uh, let's see here. So yes. Uh, so they, they flash him with the light then they spit a net. Again, it's a kite with a net in it that mm-hmm. falls over these guys. Can't have just a light. Can't have just a net. No, it has to be coming from a kite that it was in Kite Man's lair. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but Kite Man escapes this attack. It's mm-hmm. only the other mobsters that get caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he escapes on a plane-shaped kite, which the book calls a glider. Mm-hmm. Which I want to point out, earlier he flew a kite-shaped plane, and now he's riding in a plane-shaped kite. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's basically, it looks like it's just a hang glider. It is. Yeah, it's a hang glider. Yeah. It doesn't have, like, a cockpit. Maybe it does. It's a small one. No, it's it's just a little thing for his head to pop out of. Yeah. Uh, Batman gives chase using a dragon-shaped Chinese festival kite, mm-hmm. uh, and he just, like, lands on top of him. Mm-hmm. Like he just let, like Kite Man lands on a boat and then Batman kicks him. He does my favorite move that you can do in Arkham where you're gliding down and you can like spot a criminal and like lock on him and just like kick him with both feet. Full force kick with both feet. I love it. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> Take him down in one kick. And then we get this last panel with uh, the Batcave. It shows the glider. He's hung up Kite Man's glider in his menagerie. In his trophy room. In his trophy room, which includes uh, guns, knives, a penguin, and a dinosaur. Do you know what the... I know there's like a a backstory with the dinosaur. There is a backstory for the dinosaur. Tell me. Uh, I believe it was from a comic where he went to an island that was full of dinosaurs and fought them. Okay. But they're not, they weren't real dinosaurs. They were robot dinosaurs. Okay. So it's not like a Jurassic Park thing. No, but it was kind of like a Jurassic Park. But if Jurassic Park had robots, it was still like a, an amusement or like a themed park, mm-hmm. but it had robots that went haywire. Okay. Weird. I think. Who was behind that one? I don't I don't know. I haven't read it. I just know this tangentially. Maybe we, we'll read that one next. Maybe we should read that one. <laughs> It'll go on the itinerary. Okay. Um I love it. We love Kite Man. <laughs> so weird. It is really weird. And that's the end of the comic. 
It's so fast. And the last time we see Kite Man for another... For 19 years. Yep. You could have a child and send them to college and then Kite Man would return because he was the father the whole time. So sad. Oh my goodness. We did want to go over, since there isn't much more to this comic that involves Kite Man, we wanted to go over this uh, Superman Says... Superman says, lend a friendly hand, which is surprisingly topical. In yeah. Like, well, I guess it would have been more topical in like 2019. This is still pop- topical. Yeah, all, for sure. All, at all times. Uh, so we're going to read you this PSA. We're going to reenact it dramatically. Um, I'll be playing the role of terrible children. <laughs> and Josh will be playing the role of Superman. <laughs> yes. Um, and th- so there's a kid in this comic. Uh, his name is Sandor. And uh, I just like picturing him as the Sandor from from Game of Thrones. So if you would like to do that as well, you may. I give you permission. So first panel we open up, there is a small immigrant child on the steps of a house and two other boys that are talking to each other, Mm -hmm. walking by this house. I also do want to say they never really specify where this child is from. Uh, Everyone in this comic is white. I will just say that. Everyone has the same skin tone. Um, well, this was the '60s. He could be from like a European like Eastern block. Europe. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. from East Berlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Superman says, "Lend a friendly hand." Ah, Jim, we don't want Sandor along. Those refugee kids can't talk English or play ball or anything. Maybe there's a reason for that. Superman. How about my taking you for a little trip across the ocean so you can learn something about our refugees like Sandor? And so shortly. People who have fled to another country because of political events, war, or disaster are placed in refugee camps like this one. And we see uh, these very scant wooden shacks with children standing around. A little sad kettle and some sad cots. This is where they live, in shabby, crowded barracks. Some of the children were born here and have never known what a real home was like. Gagosh! Later. Lots of international organizations have been helping during this World Refugee Year to find new homes in new countries for these people. You can help, too, by being friendly towards boys like Sandor. Oh, and they're all friends. They're letting them. They're letting them in their group hug. Yeah, I guess they're gonna get to take them and play baseball. Yeah, I love that. It's not a hard game to learn. No. Yeah, there's lots of stick and ball games besides <laughs> baseball. One cat, two cat. One old cat, two, two old, old cat. cat. Yeah. yeah, you know, we can play whatever. Um, so yeah, the, the I like that little uh, Superman. PSA. I think it's very, very nice of him. Yeah, and they kept doing these, and I think they still do these uh, little PSA things. Uh, throughout the comics, mm-hmm. just little public service announcements. Yeah, just you know, be nice to strangers. Don't do drugs. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we think. Oh, I mentioned earlier that I wanted our listeners to uh, contact us. Mm-hmm. And they can do so at batmatespodcast at gmail.com. Great. So if you guys have any feedback or if you have any recommendations or if you just want to tell us. Yeah, recommendations for villains. Uh, like comics you like. Feedback. Com- yeah, specific Silver Age comics or, or Silver Age villains mm-hmm. you want to see. Hate mail. Yeah. We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. We just want to know y'all are out there and that you're not all alt accounts of my parents. <laughs> I, I hope. Even though I'm very happy you guys are still listening, so thank you. All tw- all 20 listens are just your parents listening yeah. 10 times hey, a piece. We have 87 listens. Per episode I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll hope that's not it. Uh, so I got some very important who would win questions here for you. Okay, wonderful. And I decided to keep it themed to flying villains just to oh, you know, keep interesting. it just to keep it uh, fair. Okay. On on a level level ground, if you will, wink. Um, Great. So, Kite Man versus Firefly. Who would win? Ooh, Firefly. Yeah. Yeah. Kites are flammable. Kites are very flammable. What if he was flying a metal kite? Is th- would that work? I guess it would work mm-hmm. if you made the metal thin enough. Mm-hmm. Although if the metal was too thin, then the flame would cause it to deform, and then he it would no longer work as a kite. Mm. What if it was a kite stuffed with asbestos? Then he might be able to win. Yes. Is asbestos so. that light? I don't. Th- I don't think it is. You can make. You can make like walls out of it. Yeah, 
but a wall and the material needed to use a needed to make a kite are two different things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Jury's out on that one. Jury's out on that one. We still <laughs> we still think Firefly. Yeah, I mean, if Kite Man maybe had like a gimmicked kite that could put him out or something, mm-hmm. like a water kite. Mm, a water a water kite. Like a kite that carries water, but water's oh. heavy, yeah. so it, it probably wouldn't work. What if okay, a regular kite? Yes. And he's just got like two super soakers in each hand, <laughs> <laughs> and he's locked and loaded. I still think. The Firefly would win. Okay. 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 Uh, Kite Man versus Man Bat, who, who he Ooh. is actually shown flying with in the War of Jokes and Riddles comic. They're like flying together. They're kind of friends. Kite Man. I think Kite Man yeah. wins this one. Uh, Man Bat, I, I guess it depends because sometimes Man Bat is like animalistic and sometimes he keeps the intellect of the professor uh, Langstrom. Mm-hmm. If he was animalistic, definitely Kite Man, mm-hmm. because Kite Man is a human being who can outsmart an animal. Mm-hmm. Easy, to, easy to trick. Yeah, exactly. Even if he's a gigantic man bat. Yeah, I mean, man bat is strong, but I feel like Kite Man could maybe outmaneuver him, and maybe have some gimmicked kite that would be able to, like, he has a net kite, so he could just catch man bat in a net. Mm-hmm. I think Kite Man's nothing without careful planning. He, in every iteration we've seen of him, is not smart. He is really not smart in the Harley show. He's really not smart in this comic. And he is only, he's sort of just like played up as a joke, even in the most serious version of him we've seen, which is Jokes and Riddles, Mm -hmm. where everyone just says he's a joke. There's this whole recurring like like part where he's thinking about I think it must have been his last conversation with his son where his son was like mommy says you're a joke and he's like oh she said that in front of you <laughs> like he's a joke <laughs> everyone hates him they think he's a coward uh, I don't think that he in a one on one fight with man bat could really do much to outsmart him he's not like a you know a think, think on his feet kind of guy hmm if he doesn't have a kite for it, he's not going to do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Um, and then this one, uh, Kite Man versus Killer Moth. Oh, Killer Moth. Mm-hmm. That's like a Teen Titans villain, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know a ton about Killer Moth besides what I've seen of him in the Teen Titans television show. I think think he's a really bad guy mm-hmm. uh i don't think that he could that kite man could win against him he is in a couple different uh like batman iterations he's also in arkham knight oh that's a prequel comic to arkham origins um oh, i probably read that probably i've i've read like every single one of the arkham game tie-in comics mm-hmm. That's not the one that's like, choose your own adventure, is it? That was a pretty uh, neat one. I don't know. Oh, okay. It looks like he's in a comic with Booster Gold. Ooh. You want us to read that one at some point? <laughs> I do love me some Booster Gold. Ooh, okay. We will have to read that one at some point. Okay. Uh, yeah. But I would say the Killer Moth would probably win. Yeah, he seems like he's pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like he's got it. He really has it together, unlike yeah. some villains. I think he was a big villain in the Teen Titans show. Like, I think they built him up over maybe like a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are we are we finished? Is that all of the matchups you have for me? That That's all the ones I had. Do you have any, any that you can think of? Then I can think of? Like, specifically aerial villains. Yeah. Roxy Rocket? She's only in the animated series. Mm. We don't see very much of her, so we're not quite sure about like what her personality is beyond that she's like sort of like a daredevil thrill seeker. I think she'd win. Yeah. Yeah. Just because rockets are faster than kites, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can have more control over like where it's going. I think Kitman no. has any control over where he's flying. I don't think so. Rockets are very hard to control. They're going too fast. You need to you need to turn earlier. To get it to go where you want it well, to. Well, if you're in like the open ocean and you just need to just like go and escape Batman, I think she probably has a better. Well, this of wasn't doing who that. can escape Batman easier. It it's was who would win. In a who fight. would win in a one-on-one fight? Okay, well then it's also not who would win in a race. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's who would win in a fight. So 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say Roxy Rocket just because uh, Kite Man is bad and he never wins anything. Um, I don't think you're giving Kite Man enough credit. Yeah. I would really like a story where we're not just given like a sad, tragic backstory to make us feel bad for Kite Man, but that he has like some agency and gets to have fun and maybe has He like... has agency in the Harley Quinn show. Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep watching that. <laughs> maybe maybe that'll turn turn it around on Kite Man. Maybe he's, you know, due for a, a renaissance due kite. <laughs> Here in the 20, 21st century. I don't think I saw anything about him being brought up in the, not Rebirth, but the, like, whatever came after Rebirth. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the new, new 52. Yeah, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So maybe we will see him again, and maybe we will have some writer that's ambitious enough to take on kite man yeah i would love that i want to see some good kite man stories so yeah moral of the story uh oh yeah moral of the story we always do this you uh you gotta have a real good gimmick and it can't be something that people will make fun of you for for uh 60 years 60 years of kite man happy anniversary kite man oh that's fun that's uh, fun. We've been we've been knocking you down and ripping that kite for sixty years. We love you. You have another moral. Don't come up with an elaborate scheme to kill Batman. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Just kill him. Just do it. You don't have to bring him back to your lair and tie him up to a kite and then allow other people to shoot at him. Guns work on his parents. <laughs> Guns will work on him. <laughs> Pretty, it's pretty easy, honestly. I mean, all I gotta worry about is Catwoman. Catwoman did the same. Th- I mean, Catwoman has a thing for him. Yeah. But she did the same thing where she left him alone, and then was like, "I'm gonna go do crimes now." And that was to spite him. That was just to be like, "Oh, you won't marry me? I'm gonna go be bad." Yeah. Again. But why trap? Why? What's the point in going through all the all the rigmarole to trap him if you know he's just gonna escape? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we have that, uh, a couple different stories that talk about Batman actually dying, uh, like the, the man who killed Batman from the Batman animated series, that episode was called? Uh, the, yes. There was also the comic, uh, Whatever Happened to the Caped Crusader by Neil Gaiman. And in both of those, the villains almost have this, like, mourning of Batman. Yeah, yeah. The, like, the Joker is upset in The Man Who Killed Batman. Because mm-hmm. it's no fun being evil if there's no big bat to chase you around. There's no one to foil you. Mm-hmm. That's the fun of it. You gotta do You gotta do what you love. And if what you love is dressing up and doing a crime in your own fun, memorable way, <laughs> making someone's day, then you gotta do it. <laughs> Isn't that what life's all about? <laughs> Local podcast advocates for super villainy. <laughs> More at 11. Okay. We need to wrap this up. Yeah. Our email is batmatespodcast at gmail.com. And our logo was made by Savannah Storm, mm-hmm. which is art underscore by. No. no? Nope. You okay. bungled it. I did. <laughs> it's art.by.savvyes at on in, on Instagram, and do you do you know who did our theme song? Ben Dean did our theme song. Yes, and he can be found at Ben Dean. No, tinyurl. dot okay. com. Okay. Slash Ben Dean, B E N D E A N E. And thank you to them, and thank you to you for listening. Uh, this has been Batmates, and uh, let's go fly a kite.